And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we have with us Mr. Ben Villius. Ben is the production manager at the Winchester Music Tavern. Yep. Um, thanks, Ben, for coming on. Hey, absolutely. Um, we, we brought Ben on. We wanted to talk to him because uh, he basically does uh, mixes all the shows uh, at the Winchester. Basically, mm-hmm. do you do all the shows or... Most of the shows, basically. I mean, in the realm of ninety some percent, yeah. Okay, so so you're in charge of sound there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you record there also? Do you do any kind of recording out of there also? I do. Uh, oftentimes, I'll give it to other just a simple uh, thumb drive or multi track from oh. the board that we have, and uh, it just depends on what people want if they request it. And do you do that free of charge, or do you do charge people to actually for to get the recordings from that? I'm I mean, curious. it's kind of up and down. I mean, I've I've it become depends. such good friends with a lot of people that uh. I mean, I'd hate to charge people for something that uh, if I'm just using a thumb drive, I mean, that's usually pretty simple for me to do. Right, right. The only thing is uh, handing over multiple gigs worth of uh, information is usually just, uh, hey, if you could bring one, I'll hook you up with that. I, oh, I got you. I got you. Right. So uh, well, how do you start off with doing all this stuff? Where does this, where does this begin with you? How do you, how do you begin into this world of sound and, and music and all that stuff? Well, uh, back in the day... Uh, Roughly about 18, I got a, my dad and I drove down to uh, Kent, and we got up. We saw a ovation, I think it was uh, applause, guitar on, uh, sure, what was that, uh, Craigslist, 150 bucks. I'm like, you know, I'd really like to get this. Uh, my dad, he supported it too, so we drove down there, got stuck uh, in someone's yard and ended up, regardless, we ended up driving home with this guitar and that was kind of just how it all started and after years of playing guitar i'm all these different websites learn how to do tabs and try to learn by ear and just keep performing i started playing in my garage with a couple buddies and i mean some of them are still performing local this being 14 15 years after then uh I mean, you could hear us down the street, no problem. Oh, yeah, you're jamming. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd have this one old lady. I was, like, two houses down, never met her before, and just the most, like, unpleasant voice is, like, turn it down. And I mean, that was just a... Uh, Common? Yeah, no, I mean, that was a, luckily a once-off uh, occurrence. We never turned it down, but, <laughs> I mean, I think she learned quickly that... Uh, that was just the way it was going to be? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if we were aware or not aware, it wasn't going to change anything. What were you jamming? What was it? What was your? What were you playing? I'm mean, a lot of blues. Uh, I mean, it was just kind of me and two buddies, that, uh, and whoever else would sit in. Some people were a lot better than me. Some people uh, were like us, kind of getting used to performing with people. But yeah, well, I mean, it was a lot of blues, a lot of simple stuff. Uh, I mean, it's been 15 years ago. Uh, whatever was kind of popular was very different. I mean. Was that like uh, Black Keys were popular, so we oh, try yeah, to like yeah. jam out to something like that, and so so then you so you take this now. This is you're now a performer. You're performing. You're playing guitar. Are you singing at all or anything like that? Or you're just playing guitar at this time? Just playing. I'm I'm usually a I've always been like kind of a background type person. I'm not a rarely a foreground unless I'm uh doing my job at the Winchester where I kind of have no choice. I mean, right, right, right. I'm oftentimes a face to uh get something moving forward to make sure we're going to have a good time. At what, at what point are you, are you just not taking the guitar like super seriously or is, would you feeling like 
this wasn't like you know some people that play the guitar that's that's what they do and they become they obsessed by it and everything oh, yeah. obviously that's not what happened to you because you went into another direction at some point right yep so how does that happen where does that where, where does all of a sudden like production and all that become to the forefront in your head well it was, uh it was early 20s most of the people that i was jamming with they're uh they're already good training or yeah, essentially training under other people or they already have a significant background. And one of them was, uh, or two or three of them, really, they kind of just said, uh, you know, Tri-C has this jazz program. And so they went into that, and uh, roughly about that time period, I mean, I, I'd been cooking. And, I mean, cooking's fun. But, I mean, it wasn't most enjoyable, and I'm just, uh, oh, yeah, I guess a, a lead into this would be when I was be, when we would be playing in our uh, in the garage and anyone down the street could hear us, one person that heard us was uh, a real awesome guy named Will. I went to school with his daughter, never talked to her for a single moment, but he just uh, came up and approached me one day and we'd start talking production and everything, sound quality, from bass to amplifier to speaker, and then uh, keep talking to him. He'd tell me, "Oh yeah, do a whole bunch of recording," and he'd give me a CD every now and then and. I mean, his daughter became pretty significant. Uh, uh, Kate Vogel. She no was, kidding. Yeah, she was on uh, that show One Tree Hill, I believe. She performs. I think she'll be at the music box around this time period right now. But her dad, Will, I mean, he uh, just talking to him, took a liking to me, and he started giving me a couple old items he didn't need anymore. Oh. So one day he gave me a audio box USB uh, Personas. Just a two-channel interface, and uh, at that point, I it just, started from there. Yeah, I just started diving into technology. And, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So you started off learning on your own, though. So you just kind of like toying around, learning, investigating, reading on things, and that kind of thing. And then that blossoms into something else eventually. Yeah, all my buddies are going to the jazz program at Tri C. They got great education, but I think I thought I might have been a little bit better than I actually was. But, I mean, regardless, I go into the uh, recording arts program. I mean, I'm a few years removed from high school. And, uh, man, if I, if I wasn't so focused on what I was doing, all those prereqs like math and uh, psychology and all this stuff, stuff I was, like, mediocre at in high school, I mean, that really would have been a big deterrent. But I'm just like, you know, screw it. I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to go uh, keep at it. And eventually I got into the actual program. Where, I mean, the instructors really made it an enjoyable place to be in. Because, I mean, if they, if they weren't cool or fun or interesting, I mean, I, that probably just would have uh, dropped out yeah, at some point. Something. But, yeah, just kept at it. And the technology is kind of, I mean, I like dicking around with, like, cables, repairing cables. Oh, really? So you're like, you're like, well, you're kind of, you're kind of like Geek Squad kind of guy where you're like, I like to make cables. I mean, I'm not, that's not a, that's not an insult. I'm just saying, but that's what they do, right? I mean, that's what like, like you're like, like you see something that's messed up. Everyone else throws it in the garbage. You're like, that's perfectly good. There's nothing wrong with that. Just these. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm saving crap from years ago. It's like old technology. I'll probably never come across again, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to hold on to that. Just, uh, you know, it does come in handy every now and then. Yeah. Especially in your business where, where old things do pop up now and again that are required for this or that, or that's this guy wants to use this thing that and you're like, Oh God, and, and you got to figure it out. And Oh, what do you mean that wire don't work? Do you, you need that one? And you're like, guess what? Oh yeah. I got one. 
And that's that's assuming I got my case with me, all this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I don't have that, I'm kind of screwed sometimes, but. So, so the Winchester, how do you get involved with that? How does that, how does that begin? How did you start off getting into that place? I was, uh, I don't know, I want to say probably started about 2015. I was uh, at Tri-C. I graduated. I was uh, briefly at Lava Room as an intern for uh, uh, roughly, about, roughly about a year. And I enjoyed it. I loved doing all that. But uh, over time, uh, a lot of jobs I was coming across were live production or live event. And this one guy, uh, Sean McNulty, I don't even remember how I come, came across him, really. I think I was performing at the Foundry years ago in a metal band. Saw a buddy of mine came up to me, and he's like, yeah, man, I got a, I'm running sound over at the 5 o'clock lounge. And he hooked me up with Sean and then uh, started running sound there. I was there for a long time. Loved that place. Really haven't been back since because every opportunity I have, I'm usually working. Right, yeah, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, and over time, I got into the Winchester after months or a, few, or a year after they opened, reopened up under uh, with the new owners, Tim, Shane, and Keith. And I've been there ever since. I just kind of got further into it. And, I mean, I was really inclined to – I love the whole production, love the whole live event. And from uh, getting someone a cable for power to uh, – Doing all the emails, making sure show we have everything, got a proper sound system. Or, uh, I mean, if somebody wanted to come in and record to an extent like this, that's what we're uh, really. That's what I'm all about. And did they did they always have you do this right from the rip, or did you slept for a while and have to work your way up the ladder a little bit? Is that how'd that work out? Pretty much. I, I would uh, a lot of comedy shows, a lot of drag shows, burlesque. What's that? What do you mean by drag burlesque? What's that? What's that? Explain what that's like. Well, I mean, uh, you got like it's you got drag, which will be uh, like drag queens and everything, and they come in and uh, usually it's a real simple show. They pretty much all they need is uh, one microphone and a spot to plug their computer in, and they do the rest. Oh yeah, I mean they come up with some crazy shit like uh, they'll cut and edit songs, multiple songs, and sometimes it's not the smoothest, so I got to really ride that uh, compressor limiter pretty heavy. But <laughs> I mean, someone to go for my. A little whisper too, like just shouting right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah the levels. You, you can't. You, it's not, not very straight. The Absol- line. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like this. But I mean, it's a. Uh, I started off with a um, couple two input shows, then uh, I went over time. I'm using damn near all 32, or I'm at least that's how many inputs you have. It's a, it's a house PA is what it is, and so you got, so 32 inputs for yep. the house PA. Yep. Did you ever use 32 inputs? What's the most inputs you've used? I know you never used 32, but what's the most what's the most inputs you ever used? I mean, I could have I mean, I've had shows where I've needed to go beyond 32. What? So luckily, I mean, it's a uh, one bit Is that know. like the drums need to be like 17 microphones for a drum set or something? Oh. Like how do you get to 32? I mean, we've had four drums on that stage. Oh, four drum kits, no like, kidding. Oh yeah, it'll be drum kit in the middle, two off to the side, then someone has to set one up right in the middle. I mean, it's a big stage. Oh, I see. So these drum sets are set up for the bands. So you got to have them. The mic's ready. You yeah, can't. Absolutely. So you so you got to use. So you got five for this mic, five for that drum set. I mean, five for that drum set, and they're all ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy shit! You know, I know that never dawned on me. And it's uh, it's all preparation. I mean, it's uh, the more you do, you know. I mean, I've failed a lot of times. 
Have you? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had epic failures, like where you're just like, oh, my God, this night can never end? You know what I'm talking about, where it's just the spiral type thing where things start just going. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing, uh, honestly, I mean, mean, over time, I've kind of pushed a lot of those back out of my head because, like, you don't want to remember a night like that. So you've forgotten them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did have one last year where uh, some information wasn't provided and the... The tour manager wanted more than we had available to us. But, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I mean, we're just glad that it was a big show. But, I mean, there were some difficulties, but we really, we really made it through. And uh, that's a night that I can't forget. But, I mean, I'm cool with it. I, <laughs> I, you know, you just learn from that. You learn from that moment. And Well, so when you're doing the sound, do you, like – and the, when the band shows up, do they come up to you? Do they talk to you? Do you have to work all of this stuff out? Do you have notes that you have to go over with them? Are there times where you have to signal things in? Are you in charge of that kind of thing? Like if there's sampling going on or any of that kind of thing, do you come in to, involved in all that? Because I know like uh, we had Rome on here, and Rome is a, one of the rappers from uh, when Signal Flow did the whole rap thing down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, his is all sampling and stuff. So I don't know I don't know what how involved you guys are in – like cueing samples and stuff oh. like that. Not really. I mean, I kind of a lot of that stuff. They have their own people. Do is that what that is? Now, do you work with them? Do you got? Like, do you ever have next to you like one of their people, and you guys got to kind of work in, in in unison? Uh, uh, to a lesser extent. Like, luckily, I mean, most of what I'm doing is I get the best quality signal I can, much like you guys are doing with these microphones. And I mean, a lot of time I just let it roll. Yeah, I yeah. could, only. A lot of, I mean, I communicate constantly with people. I mean, if I'm not communicating, someone's being too difficult to really work with. But, I mean, that's such a rare occasion. Good, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really, once I'm set, got us in the best situation possible, really not much I got to do as far as, I mean, adjust from one band to the next band. I just got to make sure that the first, like, minute or two is tightening up the sound, balancing it so it sounds the best that it can and, I mean, the EDM shows, I would say, if we got six people performing, that's been the toughest to organize because people go by these DJ names, but they don't always go by DJ names on social media. So, I mean, I got to figure out who these people are. and So they have, like, more than one name? Uh, pretty much. I've noticed this, is not, this isn't new to me. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, it, and I, I only think it creates confusion. I've actually made that comment. I'm like, can we just go with one? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know who you are now. I don't know if this is somebody different. I don't know what's going on. I, don't, I, I think these are two different people, but they're not. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they, the one connection is uh, the last name, even though it's a nickname that they're using on, as their personal account on Facebook or something, they're, already in, they're also incorporating it into their performer name. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's just it's tough. It makes yeah. it tough on you, huh? Yeah, it's like, well, there's five, uh, five different accounts that have a similar name, but two seem completely different than these ones. So, I was like, who am I really contacting here? Do you think? Do you think the the Winchester has its own sound? Do you think? Do you think like 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 uh, no matter who's performing in some way because because it's one PA because it's basically ninety percent of it's coming from one guy operating that PA. Do you find like? Um, I guess I guess uh, like Mutt Lang, you know, Pat would always point out to me, you know, Mutt Lang did Shania Twain and ACDC, 
and they sound alike. Like, like if you hear the recordings, oh. you're going to be like, oh, yeah, now I can kind of see, like, what you're saying. They do have these similarities. Um, I think Def Leppard, too. And, and you can notice all that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Do you have a, a thing you think and with the, with, where if you go to the Winchester, you're going to sound like this because that's what the Winchester sounds like? The no, signature but, sound, I guess. You know, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't aim for that. What? I mean, we are using the same board, same microphones. I mean, do you use the same techniques for pretty – I mean, do you have a set of techniques oh. that you go to that, that, that work for you that you just go back to and go, this is my setup, this is how – or is it always going to be somewhat different because they're bringing different gear, different yeah, – Yeah, I understand. Uh, no, I try and change – I try and – I keep it as abstract as I can. If someone comes in, like we had a uh, U2 tribute band in yesterday. Oh, and you got the you got the Bono character, then you got this other guy being uh whoever the bass player was, or I'm assuming is the other singer in U2. I don't know them fantastically, but it was a good show yesterday. But uh, you know, if there's a band that has a primary singer, then someone who's gonna specifically be backups. I don't. I wouldn't. I have a technique that I approach. Like I might not give them as much delay but give them a lot more reverb or vice versa. I mean, whatever really fits the music because, I mean, people are coming in and you're coming in being yourself. You're not coming in with me. Right, 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 right. Making right. you what appeals to me. I mean, I, I think I get pleasant results because uh, I'm trying to recreate what you're trying to recreate do you ever have to do research with these people to, 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 to get that vibe, though? You ever like, oh, this band's coming up, so I'm, I, I got to, what, 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 what are they like? Do you ever, like, care to, or do you just kind of rely on the fact that when they come in, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to take care of it? You know, my favorite technique in life in general is winging it. I'll do, I love just winging it. I mean, that's how it, I mean, uh, through experience, I've, by winging it, I have a, get Six, a lot of. Pretty yeah, good success record? Absolutely. I mean, if I'm growing a garden at home, I mean. I'm winging it every year. It gets better every year. So, <laughs> so you're doing something right with the wing with the wing thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do research a lot of bands. Uh, we got kind of a jazzy, jammy band coming up on Tuesday, Apollo Sons, and I mean, they're uh, because of that. I want to know a little bit more about them. But I mean, some bands I've worked with so many times, or members from one band go to another band, so I have a general idea of kind of what to expect but i mean i come across a lot of new bands too who are, who are kind of developing their what they're doing also i mean if i have a grateful dead band and i'm usually approaching them all pretty similar yeah you could you could you know what to do yeah. you already know what they're about but i mean each, each band has their own sound and personality and i mean that's what i enjoy it's like i don't i don't, I don't want to be here to change what you're doing i mean yeah, you're just enhancing it mm-hmm. and um so you were actually not just uh, along your way up to this point, you were doing like some things like you did churches and stuff like that. So you were, is that how you started off? You started off doing like church stuff like that. So you're actually like doing the production for a priest who's like preaching to the people, the congregation. Oh, yeah. they, got, they always have their microphones. So somebody's got to take care of that, right? Absolutely. So you were, you were behind the scenes at the church, like, like running sound for the priest? Yep. Did, you, did, how did, did, did that ever go wrong? Is that, did, did you ever have any issues with, that going wrong, it seems like you would make the wrong people angry if oh, that happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, 
I mean, that, that was still real early on. One of the uh, professors from Tri-C, he got me into one church out in Bay Village. Everything was ready. All I had to do was mute, maybe mess with the effects a little bit. Like what tap. kind of effects do you do that? Do you like do you like a all of a sudden do you like put the devil's voice on him if he's doing yeah. like? <laughs> hey, I mean, if I if I knew more of what I was doing at the time, I you probably could have done some stuff like yeah, that. I would have dicked around like, like oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was mostly just uh, I mean, it was such a set procedure they had. Everything right. was, I mean, it's really not much to touch. I mean, if uh, anything, I'd have to. Oh, you can't really hear that person, so I'd go up and down a little bit on there. And the reverb might be too much or the delay. But, I mean, every day, every time I was in, pretty much the same exact thing. So, I mean, it doesn't really differ, differ from one to another. Right. But eventually got to a church on Fulton, Fulton and a store over there. And, I mean, that church has dozens of little churches in there. They got their primary. Like, the head church, I guess, that owns the property, they kind of... They kind of put it up. They have their basic element to it, but then a whole bunch of other churches come in, rent space. And, I mean, I'm working with uh, churches that are local. It's a big Hispanic area, so it's like oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of Hispanic uh, churches. Um, people from Africa, that uh, they would come over. And they're great. I mean, it's like if you're hearing the same church songs over the years, but when the African churches come in, they got uh, I mean, a different, whole different book of hymns oh yeah well no it's all very similar but it's uh i mean i i was i did not grow up going to church so i mean this is all very new to me oh really so you so church in general yeah oh but i mean it's uh it gave me an opportunity to really work with a lot of people i mean a lot of inexperienced people that's like they want a certain level results and i just had to learn how to do it how to give it to them yeah and so that do you think that led you into your training and doing what you're doing now as far as having to please people i mean that's what you're doing right like 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 it's 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 a um it's, it's kind of, it, I'm sure it has its ups and downs too, because it's, it's probably rewarding at times, but it's probably very not rewarding at times. You know, um, even when you think everything went well, I'm sure there's times where someone afterwards is like, well, that was terrible. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, actually, it sounded really good. And they're like, oh, I thought it was terrible. I'm oh, sure yeah. that happens also, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my least favorite thing is when someone's, uh, how's the sound out there? How's the sound out there? Can you hear me? Can you hear everything? It's like they want all the, I mean, they'll, they'll stop, they'll take these breaks in between shows and ask, can you hear the guitar? Can you hear the vocals? So, so they, do that, they do that even though they know that you're there controlling all that. They're, they're still, there's doubt, and there's, like, people that are still questioning everything all the time. It could be the first, more likely it's the first time someone comes Does in. this annoy you when this happens? Would you say this is annoying? Yeah. Really? But, I mean, well, it's, uh, now it annoys, it doesn't really. But at one point it was like, Oh, uh, you gotten used to it over oh, the yeah. years and stuff. I mean, it's uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm there to do my best to give you confidence to make sure when you're coming in. I mean, you're, you're doing. If you could play this music, I should be able to mix it without right. any problems. Correct. And I mean, yeah, no doubt, I've gotten better at what I'm doing over the years. But I mean, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, no one, no sound guy's gonna appreciate someone sound like halting the performance for an extended period but of do time. they blame you ever for it like so like like i guess what i'm saying is this you ever get a guy who comes in his voice is just off that night and then he's like oh, i was you oh nah. does, that, does that ever happen to you ever where people are just like you know i, I came across uh i mean when i was working at the church i mean probably the one thing 
like ringing out a room was something that was new to me at that time. So I never used the graphic EQ to, oh man, now like uh, 2K in there is like unbearable. But someone's using a lav mic, like a wireless microphone. And I mean, so, I mean, sometimes you're susceptible to difficulties. I mean, if you uh, are inexperienced, yeah, you're going to get some feedback because yeah. you're not quite sure what to look for. And I remember this uh, one pastor, he came in, he was doing this uh, small wedding using that microphone. And I hadn't done anything that, like, nowadays I'd just walk in and be like, without much thinking, be like, all right, uh, there, there. All right, I'm going to cut that out. And, I mean, it, the whole time it was just pure feedback, unbearable feedback. And, I mean, the whole time he's just shooting me glares. Just, he knew exactly where to look. I mean, he, he would tilt his head 15 degrees and look right, right at me in the eyes. But uh, do, they, do a lot of these situations, do they have their own equipment and you show up and just run the sound? Or do you show up with everything and set up your equipment and run the sound for them? Is there a business for that? I mean, could you, could you, run, could you have a business where, where priests and congregations and things like that, they hire somebody, they bring their PA out, you set it up, you run their sound for them, tear it down and take it out of there? Absolutely. I'm working on a... I'm collecting equipment right now to do that. Because, I mean, I love being at the Winchester, but, I mean, at some point, uh, if you don't challenge yourself, you're really not going to get any better at doing anything. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten uh, various speakers, got myself a digital board, and with that digital board, I mean, because I live here in old Brooklyn, I record shows, I'll do a multi-track, mix them in my backyard, because luckily I'm fortunate to have a good-sized yard. And, I mean, my neighbors are going to hear uh, one band perform Grateful Dead for uh, an hour or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm just uh, working on – I mean, I, I don't want to have limits. I, I want to keep doing this. And, that, I mean, that's – I've talked to uh, groups here, in, like uh, mayoral candidates and uh, people involved with, like, the city council to be like, hey, I have this equipment available. If you have something going, an event going on somewhere, if as long as I got power available, I mean, I'm I'm uh, able to do something. I mean, if I could get a gig that's like eight to two p.m. or something like that, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no matter over the years, no matter what I do, if I'm at a venue, if I was at a church, or if I was at a studio, I'm still bringing my some stuff. Like I have certain types of cables or certain types of connectors or adapters that I need. Because uh, not every show is going to be the same. Someone's going to come in with uh, their own uh, equipment where, well, I can't send everything to you. Then you send it to me. I'm going to use a splitter to you get it, I get it, and I'm not affected. If your equipment goes down, I'm not affected by it. So uh, other than just running the sound at Winchester, do you have other duties? Do you, like, hire bands? Do you you take part in all that kind of stuff also? Oh, yeah. So, so. I'm assuming that you got it. You, it sometimes you, you say no to a band. I, am I right to that? So, I mean, do you ever have a band who's like comes to you and you're like, guys, you know, oh, you're not that good. I mean, without saying it, <laughs> I guess. But, but I mean, like, you know, who are, I guess, I, I mean, let me word it like this. Is there something that you look for in a band when you hire a band, so to speak? Okay. Do you, so is there a certain thing that you're like, yeah, they're worthy. I want, yeah, we hire them. Is there anything like that? I mean, it's... Or are you pretty liberal? I mean, are you pretty just like, you want to come? Fuck it. You're, you're on. I, mean, I, I got this pay. I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'd hate to tell someone no. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, 
I learned a long time ago. So, someone told me, never say no. Right. And you never I'm, know, right? You never know. You never exactly. Know. So, so, but what, but have you ever regretted then? Have you ever had a band where you guys brought them in and was like, uh oh? And then they're like, and right away you hear like, who hired them? Oh, yeah. Has that ever happened? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I, bu- I booked a couple that, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't do, I didn't do. Because let's just be honest, you guys will do, like, you guys will book all kinds of different shit. I mean, it's okay. not like, it's not like a typical, you, it's the music tavern, but you guys will do comedy. You guys, like you said before, you guys will do the drag burlesque type stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys do all kinds of different things, competitions and, and. Yeah, I mean, that's... So, so, how does that all... Like, who's in charge of saying that this is worthy of the Winchester and that? Ah, not so much. Or do you guys have any... Is it just, like, whatever? I mean, it's a it's a collective. I mean, it's a... I'm constantly in talks with Shane, uh, Keith, Tim. He, he'll book it, things every now and then, but he's more... Uh, Shane, give me... What, what, who are these people now when you say Shane and Keith? Well, it's uh, Shane Metallica and Keith Myers. They're brothers. Uh, they won't, they reopened the Winchester. I think this might be the fifth year, okay. but they've been, uh, it was, was it the bevy in Birdtown for a couple of years, shut down and Shane, he lived in LA. Then he came to the, came back to the area and I guess he always wanted to own a music venue cause that was kind of what he was in the realm of doing. He'd already have had experience with, uh, like, yeah, I wouldn't say food service, but kind of like bartending, kind of that atmosphere. And you know, he's done a fantastic job. I mean, he's, uh, as you said, like, he'll, we don't really want to say no to people. We want to bring people in because, I mean, everybody's worthy to an extent. I mean, maybe not initially if we're not, not familiar with you, but we, we want you in. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, right. you might not get a headline. You might get a Monday, and it might be it might not be the time that you exactly want, but we could get you on somewhere. Absolutely. And, and that's good enough, or it should be, because it's a, it's a venue that people recognize now. It's it, it's really becoming, on the west side, the, 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 the premier place to go see local stuff, especially, like, you know, stuff uh, people are playing their, their own music and stuff like that. Yeah. It's become the, it's become the, the, the west side Spot. I mean, there's not a lot of spots out there that are that are doing what you guys are doing exactly, right? I mean, would that be would that be accurate in saying? I mean, there's a comparable, but I mean, with my background, I mean, as as you pointed out, it's uh, we've done large competitions where I had to put a 30 foot drape to create a dressing room for I don't know 30 some performers yeah. right in the middle of the room, and then I had to then I added a as per my suggestion, a catwalk and then a big uh, conference added a conference table for judges to be there. It's like I mean, that room could just morph into anything. Not, so that, that's all production, though. So like, how do, where, where, where does that money come from? Who's got a, who okay's and approves that kind of thing to create those? The, the catwalk wasn't free. Well, I mean, I I, I worked for one company. And they were throwing out a whole bunch of equipment. And oh, I, you're that guy. So yeah, you're like, I, mean, hey, I know how to get it. I could, I could make use of that. So I oh, walked yeah. away with a whole bunch of stage decks. Bam, there's your catwalk. So you're yeah. that guy who just knows how to get shit done. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, there are no limitations because someone left a uh, podium at the venue. Well, damn. I mean, that's uh, we could use this podium for a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I, We don't always have to do music. I mean, I love music, but I also love reproducing audio. Reproducing an event like an idea, yeah, 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 and that's a uh, yeah. I mean, we're losing a lot of room in the venue, but uh, I mean, I don't mind. 
holding on to stuff because I mean, there's gonna, it's going to get repurposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Um, do you ever do you ever have a situation where a band comes in and they don't want any like brown M and M's in the bowl? Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you ever do you ever get like, I mean, like at this level, you know, you're not you're not really dealing with a band like Van Halen at the Winchester, but I'm just curious, like, do some of these bands at this level come in and they still kind of act as if you get that sometimes? You, I mean, I mean, you don't have to name anybody. Oh yeah. But what I'm saying is, is you ever, you ever deal? You know, a band comes in and you're, and you're just kind of annoyed by them because they're just like, like, dude, who the hell do you think you are? Do you, do you see that? Do you see that kind of stuff sometimes? Yeah, every now and then we it does know, does happen. So. Yeah, I mean, even recently we had uh, someone really read a lot of our information. Like, uh, I sent out an advance which has the venue information, and uh, I mean, it's just a. Uh, We, we, as I said, it's like we hate saying no. We're not going to not take or we're not going to offer or if we offer something or if it's in our paperwork, we're more than happy to give you whatever. I mean, we would rather you come in and we attempt to surprise you. Like, we don't want to make promises that uh, if someone who one person books, then um, I've got to have trouble with this part right here. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not Yeah. I'd rather you do that yeah. right there. I mean, it's a. I'm just. I guess. I guess I'm just trying to like get a, a, an idea of of what makes the Winchester the Winchester. You know what I mean? Versus something else. You know, the Maple Grove is, is similar to what you guys are. Mm. Do you know? You know who Maple Grove is? I'm oh yeah, sure, right. I ran sound there uh, a few years ago. And- They're similar to what you guys are. You know, you, you, you they have a cover charge. That's how they pay their bands. They got it. They they're exclusively. You know, there's two bars. They're a little different in some ways, I guess. But very cool. Place. But the whole idea of it is is, is similar. You, it's a music venue. You're a music venue. That's what you guys do. But but they're different. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get a feel for the Winchester as far as like you if if you've never been to the Winchester before. You've heard of it, whatever. What do you expect? You know, what would somebody expect when they come into the Winchester that makes it a little bit unique? Oh, what yeah. makes it a little bit more different? You know, is it what? What about the atmosphere? Why? You know, why do bands want to play there? I mean, why do you think it's is is it you? I mean, do you would you say that you're part of the reason why bands want to play at the Winchester because they know that they got a good sound guy, good soundboard there, they sound good when they play there? Could that possibly be it? Also, well, I mean, hopefully, when you're coming in, it's uh. I mean, you feel as welcome as you can feel. I mean, the first thing I do when you come in, uh, if I'm not familiar with you, hi, I'm Ben. How are you doing today? Man, I hope, uh, I mean, not generically, but it's like, yeah, I hope you guys had easy travel getting in. I know it's rush hour in Cleveland, and if you're not familiar, it could be problematic for you. Yeah. But uh, I always point out we got the green room. So you guys got like a little a, 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 a VIP area for the bands that they can use when they come in there also? Is there, is there something like that set up? I mean, we essentially kind of have two. I mean, we got the green room, which uh, as soon as you walk in, you go to your left, big gold, like, sparkly door. And that's a... Uh, what kind fr- of shit goes on in the green room that you know? I mean, is that is that closed off or is that like what stays in the green room, what happens in the green room stays in the green room type stuff? I mean, if, if we can smell it outside, we know what you're doing. Is that... Is that- but uh, I mean, so at that point, then it's uh, well, you got to You got to step outside. Sorry, you can't. You're right in the middle, though. You can't do it. You know, you, you guys got to put a you put the kibosh to that if that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I what mean, if it's Willie Nelson? Would you Would you stop? Let me ask you: If you opened the door up and it was Willie Nelson smoking, would you say you got to go outside? No, you wouldn't. You'd be like Willie. 
I, I mean, I'd, probably, I I'd probably just got to open the door. Come on, Willie I'm, Nelson. I mean, it's, it's Willie. It's Those Willie Nelson. Like you got the president. Let him smoke it on the fucking roof of the White House. Yeah. <laughs> you can smoke it in the green room. Yeah. White House or green room, it doesn't matter as long as it's a color. I mean, as long as uh, I mean, I can't really say what I'm going to be permissive of, but uh, same I'm just time, I mean, I know. yeah. But I mean, it's uh, but 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 I'm just saying. I thought, but but what about like like promiscuous type women and stuff like that? Is this still an age of that? Do we still have that going on where we have promiscuous women? Showing up at these gigs and throwing themselves at these musicians and stuff like that—does that still happen? I mean, every now and then. I mean, not, nothing too crazy, but it'll be. Uh, Does Ben ever get involved in any of this kind of mischief or any of that kind of stuff? Is shit, that... I'm usually running around too much <laughs> to even get that opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you got your head down looking at the hey, listening. Got the headphones going. I'm oh, just yeah. messing with you. Yeah, I would like, but that'd be cool. I mean, are, are there are perks to this job? I mean, like, are 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 you just so into the whole sound aspect of this? Is like tunnel vision and you're just like you know what this is what i do and, I, and you don't pay attention i mean i yeah i mean that's pretty much a i mean that's kind of my role i mean i i let you do what you do i got you and that's uh i mean that's what i enjoy that's kind of like the uh i'm not kicking with bands i mean someone's smoking the joint outside i mean you're like yeah i'll take a hit maybe and, but uh yeah i mean it's the green room i kind of leave that leave that up to everyone else it's uh at your room for the night, as I said, it's like as long as it's not really affecting. Because I mean, we still got a functioning restaurant up front, so yeah, right, right, right. Food of, too, food too. Last thing you want is a whole bunch of smoke like billowing out that way. Well, that kind of smoke might be good for business. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, the house not too far away. I hope. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you get the the munchies are not far behind. Yeah. Um, so, is there anybody you've been kind of starstruck by as far as like as far as they come in and you're like, holy shit, dude, like. Did you ever get to that? Does that ever happen to you where you're just like, man, dude, I like, I listen to you, man. What the hell? I, this is so bizarre. I mean, I'd say, because uh, I also worked at Jacob's Pavilion years ago. Okay. And that's where it's like, I mean, those are people. What'd you do there? What'd you do at Jacob's? Uh, that was, it was kind of like venue upkeep, maintenance. Uh, and we'd have to put out 2,000 chairs, folding chairs, tie, twist tie them together. Or not twist tie, but uh, zip tie them together. And, I mean, it was just making sure the place was presentable for, presentable for everyone. I mean, we'd get uh, – I learned to love the band uh, Widespread Panic from seeing them up there. Oh. I grew up loving Jane's Addiction. They'd perform up there once or twice. and But probably uh, – I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really uh, fascinated by a celebrity. I enjoy what you're doing. But, I mean, if you're a celebrity – You're not starstruck very easily. Yeah, I mean, I was in the dressing room with uh, Jack White. Really? Because uh, they got a collection of uh, green rooms out there, or behind, right next to the stage, and I'd go in and, uh, hey Ben, we need you to create a doorstop. I'm like, okay, well we don't have like a little triangular piece of wood that we could just put under there, so I had to take a bunch of gaff tape and make some makeshift awful doorstop just for it to be open for some reason. And Jack White's like five, six feet right behind me, just uh. Kind of waiting for me to go, because I'm just in there for a quick moment, and I just got to put it there. Was it per his request that this thing was made? Yeah. So this is this is the brown M and M's. So so it kind of is right. I mean, like this is kind of like 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 one of those bizarro. I need a doorstop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and you're just kind of like now you're and and what what color tape would you like it made out of? But that's my next question. So the tape was that part of the was that part of the request? Well, no, it must be tape. Or was or or was it? 
Something that that's just what you had to work with. Uh, that's what I had to work I with. Got you, I got you. I, I, think, I mean, I got you. Was, this, was it White Stripes or was he by himself or who? By himself. Man, I forget what the album he was doing at that time, but he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty eclectic, weird kind of a guy too, right? I mean, or did he seem norm, more normal when you meet him in person or whatever? I, I didn't. You hear, didn't really get to talk to him. Or yeah, to, I mean, it's uh, I try to respect like your space, like you're coming in because we had one guy who worked uh, my first year there. I think I was there three or four years, and crypto uh, or. EDM DJ, like, uh, he came in and this guy, like, kind of stormed into the green room or the dressing room with a folding chair, and he was starstruck. He wanted to meet him, meet this one guy. And ever since, and he ended up getting fired immediately because he didn't need a chair. He just kind of busted in the room to meet someone. And ever since that moment, I was like, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's not really cool. Like, I mean, I met our Les Claypool played there. And at the Jacob's Pavilion, that is. But did you get to meet Les? You know, I mean, he. Uh, now we're talking. Yeah, I mean, he. I didn't get to meet him. I mean, he kind of. He was just kind of doing his singles. Did you? Did you do sound for him or no? You didn't no, do no, it for that, that. Yeah, so you weren't. Yeah, I was just doing maintenance. So it was just, uh, that's so cool. But I mean, probably the coolest person I met was uh, Doug Wimbish from uh, Living Color. Oh. And he actually like stood there and chatted with me. Really? Yeah, and he like he was just walking around where no no other uh, performer typically would, and I mean he was like nicest dude. We're talking about bases, and um, I almost had my wife uh, drop off a pedal that I liked so he could autograph it because he probably would have. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I was like we had a full on ten fifteen minute conversation. So that was your favorite? Was it? Would you say that was the? As far as like famous people and stars could go, that was the best experience that you had with somebody like that. I'd say so. I mean, he was. I mean, I've heard of other performers uh, actually kicking it with uh, the maintenance crew because I mean, we we're all working like ten, twelve hour days in the hot sun or the rain, and we're greasy, slimy, gross, and driving off shit vehicles and riding tow motors up and like in between like all the. Or along the canal just to get from venue to warehouse, and I mean it was a fun like job. And uh, but I mean someone like uh, Doug Wimbish actually kick it with us, and, like hang out and talk to us, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean when you come across something like that, that's sweet. That's real awesome. Now, now, is there is there any local bands that play there at the Winchester kind of often that you look forward to that you're like, man, this is these are my boys or this is I really dig these dudes or is there any, like recently has there been a band they play and they just you're like, whoa. Oh yeah. I mean that's uh at this point that's a lot of bands. Is there? But uh, is that but there's a is there just one that stands out? I mean they don't have to I mean they're not gonna shun the rest of them. They can, they could get over it. So so if is there one or two that you just stands out in your head or you're like, yeah, I really like these guys. It's gotta be. God it just seems like they're gotta be. I mean there's a uh, I mean, I'm building such a good rapport with so many people. I mean, eh. I mean, I'm wearing a Grav shirt. Yeah, I and, see that. Grav's a good band. And they're not really uh, the band anymore, are they? Yeah. they? yeah, they broke up like a year ago now. It's probably been close to. Potentially. I mean, I think they played earlier this year, if I'm correct. But, uh, I mean, I guess so many shows, it's like time is just kind of yeah. warped for but me. It's been maybe not a full year ago. It's been it's been like it's been a half a year probably. But I, I, mean, did, I saw they, did a, they actually did a podcast. I was watching it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they announced it on that. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I'm hoping to uh, – See what I'm hoping they'll come back together. But aside from that, I mean, the guys are still performing. I still come across them in other bands. So yeah, when right. I know, so when I know uh, 
one band's coming in. Uh, it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to see uh, Josh here or Steve. Uh, Clay, I don't know if he's uh, playing with any bands that are going to be coming to Winchester any soon, but I know he's in a cool band. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I – luckily, I mean, real, real great guys, easy to work with, and – yeah, I always enjoy working with them. Yeah, yeah. All right, I tell you what, we're probably gonna wrap this up. So, is there is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about that we didn't hit on? Anything else that we could throw in there now? You know, I mean, nothing. Uh, nothing. I, I mean, yeah, it was, it's like, that's what I'm saying. I think I think we're just gonna wrap it up, and then and then uh, I got plenty here to, to make a show out of. Oh yeah. So so. Um, I mean, it's uh, if we missed anything though, I want to give you the opportunity before we because we, we got a few more minutes. I mean, I just appreciate you letting me come in here. Hell yeah, like, it's uh, great to meet new new people. I've well, yeah, dude. Plus, and... I think this will be cool. I think people will enjoy watching to see. This is also stuff that people would like to know about. It's not always just about the musician. Oh yeah, there's you guys also behind the scenes, and believe me, one venue sound versus another matters. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, I'm here to. Uh, I want people to come in, being like, you know, there's no limitation to what you can do. I mean, you come in, you get. Hopefully, you're gonna. Be embraced. You're going to come in. You can have what you need. And, I mean, we're going to have a good time. And at the end of the night, uh, I mean, as I'm cleaning up, you guys are doing your thing. It's like shake yeah. hands one last time and just be like, hey, man, that was a fun time. Hell Catch yeah. you later. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. All right. Ben from go to the Winchester and go check out Ben if you go there. At least say hi to the guy and acknowledge him and, and tell him, hey, man, thanks for running the sound because it sounds great. And, uh, but, yeah, thanks, Ben, for coming down. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And uh, so, yeah, that's it from us at Level Up Cleveland. Till next week, adios.